Well, welcome to the Awakening Moments podcast as we continue in our spiritual disciplines uh, series that we're doing. I, I'm really enjoying this series. I am too. Yeah, yeah. It's it's some good revelations are coming up and we hope that there is another awakening moment for us today as we have a conversation about the discipline of frugality. Okay, this is funny because dun, dun, I know dun. we've done one on celebration and I was thinking, <laughs> sweet, I'm going to celebrate every week and go and purchase something for myself. <laughs> And then now a we're talking about shoes. <laughs> yeah. a new pair of cool kicks. <gasps> you know it. And now we're talking about frugality. I'm like, oh, oh, oh okay. to manage that. Okay. okay. Oh, Bring that, it back quite a few notches. All that right. is so <laughs> funny. I love that. Well, frugality falls obviously on the abstinence side of our spiritual disciplines. So where uh, celebrate is an engagement one. This is a abstinence one. This is something we don't do of course, in order to move closer to the Lord. And I, I think this is there's a good description of frugality. Frugality is a discipline of abstinence for the purpose of practicing restraint and control over our appetites. It's making a choice to refrain from luxuries, behaviors, practices, and appetites that have the potential to entrap and bind. And a number of years ago, um, you know, as we were doing another study on spiritual uh, disciplines, I remember going through the list and looking at the ones that I didn't really practice. And I thought, okay, I'm going to just challenge myself to begin to practice some of the ones that weren't really readily within sort of my regular routine of life. And frugality was one of these. I had never really intentionally practiced frugality and just wanted to learn a little bit more about it and and do it. And so I talked to my husband, Jason, and we decided that we would take one month of the year to practice frugality. And so for us, what that meant was that for one month of the year, we would do absolutely zero frivolous spending. So of course, like we would get groceries, but we wouldn't buy the treats. You know, we would just buy the food that we need, but we wouldn't buy like extra desserts and chips and snacks and all of the extra treats. We would just stick to like what was absolutely necessary. We wouldn't eat out. We wouldn't go get any coffee. We wouldn't do any frivolous purchases, you know, for the house or this or that. It only what fell under what we considered the need category would be the only space that we would spend any money. And then at the end of the month, we would look at how much we had saved. And then we were going to give that money to someone or something. We were going to pray and ask God how we could bless somebody with that money. And honestly, it was amazing. I mean, it was incredibly hard. It was kind of also funny because it, it became a joke in the house because the kids would be like, oh, can we go to Starbucks? And we'd be like, nope, it's frugality month. And we kind of loved it because it was like this like automatic <laughs> yeah. excuse that we couldn't do anything that we well also didn't really want to do <laughs> of these like little extra spaces. And so the kids would be like, oh man, it's frugality month. We can't eat out for lunch or whatever. So that was kind of a, a fun side benefit. But no, we were really, really surprised at how much money we were able to save just by cutting out all frivolous spending. It also really helps you to sort of see how much money, just if you just mm -hmm. base it down to like, what do I absolutely need? I need to pay my bills. I need to pay my mortgage. We need to buy food. We need to put gas in the car. But really outside of that, 
and then to see like okay there actually is some left over and it gives you this perspective even on stewardship of everything that you have that really really surprised us and so we were able to then go ahead and invest and bless as the Lord directed us and it was a really really powerful thing. That is amazing. And it really is like, as we're talking about frugality, this is a beautiful thing because the spiritual disciplines are meant to help us manage appetites. And this is what happens. Like when we have frugality, there are habitual things that we can begin to do a pattern of spending habits of spending of ways of self-soothing or ways of we're discontent and we think this is going to satisfy there are this is a way of putting stop and restraint to the things that are actually destructive that will lead us down not something that's a healthy path and so this is meant to stop some of those appetites from getting out of control like a reset like we've talked about different spiritual absences before that they are like fasting for example it helps us to kind of manage that even we feel hunger again we feel like why do i why do i do the things that i do or god you're what i'm relying on i'm going to even have this time of solitude but not even just be quiet i'm actually going to silence myself with you and be intentional it's stopping this busy mind stopping our habitual way of maybe just eating and doing things that we don't even think mindlessly that we're doing shopping mindlessly think putting things in the cart just spending with our debit card here spending it there not being intentional this resets and it's actually meant to bring fruitfulness that like you said when we walk into different a new season or we come out of that frugality month or the season maybe it's a one day a week you do this that you're like one day a week is going to be frugality friday i don't know oh i love that I frugality know. friday there that you you're go. like this is our day so that can't be your celebration day <laughs> just saying <laughs> We need to find Thanksgiving Tuesday and Frugality (laughs) Friday. Here we go. So that's your day that, you know, whatever it may be, maybe you take it in bite size that you say, this is how I'm going to start, or I'm going to take this out for this type of season or, you know, whatever it may be. So we're just saying this is meant to kind of reset an appetite that left unchecked can get out of control. That restraint is actually the protection of God to actually help you to flourish to flourish in your spirit, soul, mind, and body, but in your finances, in your money, in your way of spending. Why are you spending? Why are you doing those things? It takes you a step back to say, why do I keep going to that? Why do I keep going on Amazon? And I just keep putting more things in my cart. Do I really need that? And why am I doing that? What is actually going on that's habitually now becoming, this is my go-to. So it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful reset. And we've done the same thing. And I want to, yeah, you got to be careful not to plan if you're going to do a month. Like December is not a good time to be doing frugality <laughs> month. Or if you, like Christmas. for us, it's May. Like May is a busy time. April and May, we've got lots of birthdays, lots of family Mother's stuff. Day, Father's Day. Sometimes even summer can be a really tough time. You don't want to go on vacation and be practicing frugality month. That's not the time. That should be celebration time. But all that to say, beautiful way of also, we're going to be talking about this in the future, but generosity. But it's a beautiful thing because, you know, even for some of you listening, frugality might be a spiritual discipline that's very easy to you. And you are actually extremely frugal, but you are not generous. And God could actually be working that you might have to do the engagement side way more. Maybe you do a lot of the abstinence. You are easily restrained and have structure and are very much like every, like your bank account is right down to the cent. 
But God wants you to be generous, that your frugality is actually meant to give away, not to just hoard and save. So there is a part of the frugality that it's about resetting habitual practices, ways that we do things without understanding why we're doing it. It's helping helping us to be intentional, Mm -hmm. but it's also helping us to steward God now. What do I do with this? Yes. What do I need to do with this? Yes. It's not just meant to hoard and to save. It's actually meant to be stewarded to give as well. That's right. Yeah, no, that's really, really good. And I mean, you know, the the practice, the spiritual discipline of fasting and frugality, they're very similar, very, very similar. In fact, you could you could technically say, well, I'm fasting spending, right? It's the mm-hmm. same thing. Fasting's with food, frugality's more like with things. But both, I loved how you talked about appetite because I do think that both fasting and frugality speak to appetite. They wow. speak to the internal fleshly appetite. And this is what I think these practices and these disciplines are trying to com- combat. They're trying to come against the fleshly appetite that comes against what God has already provided for us and how God wants us to think about everything we have. And so I do think frugality touches on some pretty tender things inside of us, Mm -hmm. you know, for really, really honest, because maybe, you know, maybe you have a spending addiction. I mean, that's a real thing. I mean, shop what is it called? Retail therapy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a real thing. Like when you're feeling overly stressed and it's like, I just I just need to go and buy a new pair of shoes or something for my house or something on Amazon. I mean, it is a real, real thing. And so the practice of frugality can actually be something intentional that you can do to begin to um, combat these appetites, right? There's a scripture in Ecclesiastes and it says this, It talks about how God wants us to truly enjoy life and its blessings. It says, and I come and I commend joy for man has nothing better under the sun than to eat and drink and be joyful for this will go to him in his toil through through the days of his life that God has given him under the sun. But this enjoyment comes through restraint. So rather than overindulgence and again, frugality's speaking about and speaking into the overindulgences in our life. And that can be in anything. I mean, we're talking about stuff and we're talking about spending and money, but it can come in how much time we spend it on entertainment, where we spend our time. I mean, we can literally be frugal and give God a hundred percent of what we have, time, talent, and treasure. Frugality invites you to think about what you are doing and why you are doing it. And I love Rhonda, how you said that. I love how you said, no, no, no. Why am I on Amazon every day and just keep putting things in my cart? Why am I doing this? The discipline of frugality invites you to enjoy being hungry before you eat again, to say no to a purchase and to walk away and to refrain from a luxury now so that you can enjoy what God has for you later. Mm. And it's to hold all of these things in tension. Again, these disciplines aren't meant to make you miserable, mm-hmm. but they are meant to make you holy. They mm. are meant to it's make so you good. whole. There's a whole, and that's why we we can see even in the spiritual disciplines, there's the discipline of frugality, which no, we're not going to be able to practice this 100% of the time, but there may be an area of your life where you have to practice this discipline 100% of the time. If you have an addiction to alcohol, if you have an addiction to something that's harming you or others, you may need to practice frugality in that area all the time mm-hmm. and not ever engage in that particular activity. If shopping is that for you, and it's destroying your life with debt and destroying your family and destroying your relationships, 
you may have to practice this discipline always. And that's just going to be healthy for the wholeness of your soul. But on the other side, there is generosity. And so I love how these disciplines have both sides of the coin because they're inviting us into a holistic way of life. And we're supposed to hold both of these things in tension from a place of stewardship. I love it. So I think today, as we've just dove into frugality, we really encourage you to ask yourself, where's an area like do, do is it yeah, to is set it your aside? Time? Is it our time? Exactly. Money, mm-hmm. shopping. Exactly. Do I set a day or is there an item right now that I feel like is really eating my budget? Maybe every day you're stopping and getting a Starbucks and you feel like, you know what? I need to stop that. And that's spending how much money I need to make my coffee at home and be creative with that in your budget, like looking at your meeting with a financial advisor, looking at your budget, figuring out how you can be frugal so God can also, you're available to be used by God in generosity. Because if you never have enough money, if you're always in debt, you're not, you're being robbed. There's a lot of joy you're being robbed from, from blessing others and be able to hold these things lightly and to give. And so God wants to help you exactly, not to make you miserable, but to help you flourish and to be holy and to be more like him. And so ask yourself, what am I, where is an area in my life that I need to rein in? Is it intentionally doing a month? We took that on. You actually inspired us. You and Jay inspired inspire Jay and I to take on a month. And we've done it in November. November tends to be a real quiet. And it's right before the big Christmas crazy. Like mm-hmm. we do so much at Christmas. Mm-hmm. So it really is a beautiful month to really bring in this home and then to be able to really celebrate because you actually feel the opposite of restraining and then being able to be really wise with what's next and to be able to celebrate with full joy. So fine, maybe it's a month for you. Maybe it's a day a week. That you're like, I'm actually going to do this on my big shopping day. I'm going to practice frugality. But a month, I want to encourage you. We did it for a month. There is something about that you actually have to really dive into it. Like yeah, it's yeah, really hard like to even just, your budget, like yeah, seeing it's it hard. over. Yeah, yeah, you have to really dive in. So I want to encourage you. If you've never done a frugality month, this would be my takeaway. Do one. Yeah, try it. It actually was so hard. Yeah. I can't believe how many times I'd be like, I'll just go get that. Oh, no. I know no cheeseburgers, Rhonda. No little cheeseburgers <laughs> for lunch. No cheeseburger run. What? But like yeah. none of that. That's it. I'm eating at the church every day. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but all that to say, like it is really amazing. If you could set aside a month and really say, we're going to do a frugality month and bring, if, if it's you alone, if it's with your spouse, if it's with your kids, it's really a bring beautiful opportunity. Yeah. Encourage them to yeah. do it with you. And to feel it, to feel the pain of it. Yeah. And, uh, and then at the end, celebrate. And then bless somebody. You know, it's not just like we said. I want to encourage you too. Yep. It's not just to be frugal to now say, wow, look at all this money we saved. But maybe it's you to say, we're going to take this percentage. Maybe it's all of it, but maybe it's a percentage. Maybe yep. you're going to say, we're going to take 10, 15, 20%. Or maybe you're going to put it on your debt. Put that it on your debt. Excellent. Like excellent Absolutely. choice, right? For stewardship. All of those things. All of it. Exactly. Ask the Holy it. Spirit. What mm-hmm. do we do? Mm-hmm. And so do a month and just pick a month that's mm-hmm. going to be work for your family, work for your time and go for it. And you're going to see the spiritual discipline bear fruit. And it's actually going to be a healthy reset yeah. that even as we do it yearly, it could be 
I probably need to do it soon again. <laughs> um, Post-COVID, uh, everything buying online, dangerous is all I'm saying. I think, Jay, I'm not going to let him listen to this podcast because he's going to be like, <laughs> we're going to forget summer. That's it. Yeah. But all that to say, you know, it is really a beautiful reset. And so we just encourage you. I'm in on that. I'm a spender. This is an ex- a really good way for me to restrain and uh, to be mindful of that appetite in my life. One of my favorite scriptures in the Bible says, you know, everything is permissible, but not everything is yeah, beneficial. You know, everything is permissible, but I will not be mastered by anything. Yes. Like that's the goal in life. And, you know, the world tells us and the message of more, 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 more tells us that, you know, restraint is bad, tells us that any type of constraint is the lack of freedom. Make yourself happy. If it makes you happy, do it. Exactly. And you know, there's just, I really think there's this biblical principle and this biblical truth that if you actually can't say no to something, that thing has mastered you. Hmm. I don't actually think that is the epitome of freedom. Just do it. If you can't actually say no, it's when you can take it or leave it. It's when you can look at something that you want and say no to it, that it does not have control over you. It doesn't have power over you. And I think this is what frugality is kind of pressing in on. And it's about anything. It's about our indulgences. It's about our habits. It's about our things. Like as long as you can still say no and put it down and it doesn't rob your joy and it doesn't change your mood and it doesn't, right? then that thing has no power over you. You are actually free to have it. You're free not to have it. You're free to have it. But so often we're just sent these constant messages that like to say no to something, to restrain, you know, to have a budget is, you know, it's, it's a, there's a lack of freedom in that. You know, I can't do what I want. No, you can actually have everything you want. You just can't have it all at the same time. You can't have it all at the same time. And so the ability to be able to look at something and say no, because you have a further vision for what it is that you want more or what God has for you more, that you can actually have a vision for that. I think that's a place of freedom that I want to be. I don't want to be, I don't want to be in a store and be like, I have to have this right now. I deserve this. And I'm convincing myself why this is good. No, I want to be able to look at something and say, number one, like, do I need this? Yes or no. Number two, can I afford this? Like, is this wise? Is this wise for me to get right now? And then number three, can I actually walk away? Can I actually walk away? Is my life going to be changed if I walk away from this? No. It's definitely not. I don't need that new picture for my bathroom. I really don't. You know what I mean? But you, that's, I think, the place of freedom that frugality is trying to lead us to. And so um, I think that's really, really important. Well, I love it. I've loved our conversation today. So that's your challenge. That's your real challenge. Take a month. If you are ready to take a challenge, take a month. and be frugal because God wants you free he wants you free he really really wants you free and there's a freedom to be found in the restraint of walking in the spiritual disciplines that God has set for us there is a freedom for us and so may you find that freedom as you walk out the joy of restraint I love that freedom found in frugality as well wow Ooh. there we go there's all those uh, I put that together right on the spot what (laughs) we're going to quote you on that Rhonda (laughs) thank you it's beautiful oh I love it well thanks for joining us today and we just encourage you 
that God has an amazing plan and God is making you more like him. So have fun with your frugality month. It's going to be amazing for you. I know it.